This podcast is brought to you by The Missing Link in partnership with Mimecast. Hello and welcome to our three-part podcast series on cybersecurity. How safe is your business? The reality is that attacks happen every single day, ranging from individuals through to small and medium businesses. So no one's immune from this. What can you do to protect your business from cyber attacks? You need a full visibility. You need to know what emails are coming in and what emails going out. And that's essentially what DMARC does. And why is email security so important? An email-borne attack, it's a low-risk, high-reward crime. Hence why it continues to cause headaches for organizations. And you know, email security is so important because it is that gateway or entry point into your organization. More on that coming up shortly. But first, let's introduce our expert panel. Ryan Economist is an APAC Solutions architect with the world's leading email and collaboration security company, Mimecast. With 15 years of broad technology experience, Ryan works with organisations across the Asia-Pacific region to deliver unparalleled standards of cyber resilience. Welcome, Ryan. Hello, Matt. Also with us today is Lakshmi Session, Account Executive with The Missing Link. Lakshmi is a specialist in IT services and security. Working with businesses from a wide range of industries, Lakshmi is highly regarded for her level of service and expertise. Hi there, Lakshmi. Great to be with you, Matt. Guys, welcome. Before we get into some of the things businesses can do to prevent cyber attacks, let's first of all talk about some of the well-known big cyber attacks that we've seen in the news. And most recently, Ryan, the big one that everyone's talking about is Optus. Yeah, Optus is the big one right now, right? It's um, it's very topical and there's a lot of attention on it. And, and you know, rightly so, it's um, one of the most significant cyber events we've seen in Australia. But the reality is it's not the first and it certainly won't be the last. Over the years, that there has been a number of significant events that have impacted many well-known organizations you know, across a, a pretty significant array of industries. Looking at it through a local context, those that have been notable here in Australia, uh, we've had situations with uh, you know, the Australian National University where they had personal information of 200,000 students that spanned back almost 20 years uh, get compromised. And that included a lot of sensitive information like you know, bank account details, academic results, payroll information, um, and other types of PII or personally identifiable information. Uh, We had Eastern Health in Victoria, which managed four Melbourne hospitals, and and they were compromised by what was suspected to be a ransomware attack. And that resulted in systems being offline and, and even to the point of having to postpone elective surgeries. And then Service New South Wales, another relatively recent one where there was a number of staff accounts that had been hacked, uh, and that resulted in the the leakage of five million documents that impacted over, I think it was a hundred thousand individuals. And we're not even considering the global stage here, right? Where you know we're seeing every second day significant events happening on a, on a really regular basis. And the big ones make the news; they make for attractive headlines, and and they drive clicks, I guess. But the reality is that attacks happen every single day, you know, ranging from individuals through to small and medium businesses. So no one's immune from this, um, especially considering how frequent you know, email attacks in particular have become and the fact that you know we all rely quite significantly on that as a communications tool, which also happens to be one of the most targeted threat vectors out there. Okay, let's start by having a look at an example of a cyber attack that was averted. This is an accounts department in a medium-sized investment company. 
One day, someone in accounts receives an email from a person purporting to be another worker in the company, and it said, Can you please pay the attached overdue invoice? Bob said it was all okay to pay. Please EFT the amount today. Now, the team in the accounts department straight away knew there was something not right because Bob never paid anyone ever via EFT. Bob was still living in the dark ages, signing hundreds of checks each month. But the email that came through looked legitimate. The email address was the same as the company's, it had the company logo on it, and the format of the email was company standard. Thankfully, the threat was averted. So, Ryan, what type of attack is this? That sounds, I guess, an awful lot like a spoofing attack. Email spoofing is one of the most common types of attacks where the attacker essentially alters what's called the from field within an email to match a trusted email address of a known contact, uh, essentially impersonating the user. And the aim there is to, of course, engage the recipient to do things like pay an invoice, have the attacker benefit from financial gain, uh, maybe to steal data, spread malware, or just to gain some trust and have some sensitive information or, or the likes of divulged. And so, Lakshmi, how can we prevent this type of domain spoofing? Domain-based message authentication, reporting, and confirmation, which is also called as DMARC, is an email validation system designed to uncover anyone using your domain without authentication and ultimately block their delivery for all unauthenticated emails. What it does is it builds on existing SFP and DKIM authentication techniques by adding a critical element, also reporting on it. Okay, so what what we're saying here is before the staff member even gets the email into their inbox, there is a system called DMARC which is going to somehow capture this email and it's going to put it in a bubble in a sense. Is that right? That's right. Let me probably give you a bit of a concept. Yep. Or, so basically, cyber criminals consistently take advantage of how easy it is to impersonate an organization's email to dupe the customers. Right. right? It also affects supply chain and sometimes it, they even target the organization's own employees as well. Domain spoofing is where an attacker essentially forges your email and he makes it look as though their communication has come from an authenticated source. So a bit like the accounts example I gave a minute ago. That's right. And ignoring this problem can significantly impact brand reputation, a business relationship, and can successfully deliver impersonated outbound emails to employees' inbox. Now, to successfully combat this type of attack, you need a full visibility. You need to know what emails are coming in and what emails are going out. And that's essentially what DMARC does. It reports on emails that are coming within the domain or going out of the domain and thus validating if it's an authenticated email or not, stopping it before it even gets into a user's mailbox. It's a massive security front gate that sits at the front of the the whole organisation so that before anything gets through, it's got to get through this gate. That's exactly right. And Lakshmi, tell us about some of the statistics in terms of people getting duped and people getting scammed. Phishing campaigns and business email compromise grew by 58% and 50% respectively in the past year, proving that email continues to be the number one attacked vector by cybercriminals. So what's a phishing campaign? How would you best describe that, Lakshmi? So a phishing campaign is where 
you get an email which would look like an authenticated source and it would look like it's your mobile bill or an electricity yep. bill that's coming into your email we all get these exactly and you what you do is it kind of puts some messaging in there which makes you click on it and that's how the phishing attack happens i would imagine that most people are pretty alert to those ones these days and they're actually sending them out in such bulk numbers they're just hoping that you know if we send a million of these emails out we'll get two people click on it out of a million and bingo we've got something going on there is that kind of where they're coming from you think that's precisely right and as you said phishing campaigns and business email compromise has significantly grown in the past year it has grown by 50% and what's that proving to say here is that it continues to be the number one attacked vector by cyber criminals all right and so the business email compromise is the example that we gave before someone pretending to be from your organization and so that's a little bit more sophisticated that one isn't it That's right and something I'd probably add on to it is a lot of times organizations think that they're too small to be attacked and that it's only the big organization or the big banks that a cyber threat is going to happen small and medium sized businesses are in fact the most attractive targets for cyber criminals because they are usually the ones that lack cyber security it takes a lot of time for many businesses to even realize that they've had a breach and by the time they've realized it there's been a significant compromise that's already happened right now organizations not only face loss of productivity in the process and obviously the company's brand reputation is tainted as well but with small organization a data breach can also mean that they will have to shut shop within 6 months of a data breach because of the brand reputation that it has been compromised yeah if i want to put an end to spoofing attacks i need this dmark so what do i need to do how how does this work ron absolutely so look in, in full transparency matt ultimately you can't stop someone from sending mail on your behalf but there are significant controls that can be put in place to make the delivery of those messages highly unlikely through leveraging dmark as a standard and as lakshmi's already sort of articulated dmark is all about ensuring that you're gaining visibility firstly into all of the systems and services that are sending mail on your behalf. Once you've got that visibility, you can go about ensuring that you're correctly authenticating those systems and services and that they've got the right level of authentication associated with them. Lastly, implementing policy that instructs receiving email servers to only accept email from those sources that you've authenticated and by doing so eliminate email being received by both your own users as well as your customers from unauthorized sources which could very well be and and most likely will be malicious. So when you talk about visibility, you're referring to the reporting that Dmark Analyzer provides, yeah? Yeah, correct. So it it's a dashboard that will basically categorize all the different sources. So that could be well-known internet sources like a, a Microsoft 365 platform, like a ServiceNow, like Salesforce, etc. could be random IPs uh that you've provisioned, you know, systems to run on that are generating email on your behalf. So we'll basically categorize all of those sources to highlight what the source is, the volume of traffic that we've seen originate from that source, and whether that source had authentication aligned with it. So that authentication is is things like SPF, which is the sender policy framework, so that's looking at the IPs and the host names um that is allowed to send the email. um and then you've got dkim which is like a, a digital signature essentially on the email um and both of those work together to authenticate the email as legitimate 
I mentioned in my introduction, Ryan, that you work for one of the Missing Link's key partners, Mimecast, the world's leading email and collaboration security company. See, that was a nice little plug there for you, for you Ryan. <laughs> and, uh, and you have a product called Mimecast DMARC Analyzer. Now, tell us about that. We absolutely do. So as part of our suite of solutions, we provide capabilities to help organizations protect their brand by providing the tools needed to stop spoofing and misuse of uh, your owned domains. So DMARC Analyzer is that tool. It's a 100% SaaS-based solution uh, that provides self-service options as well as services that ensure that all the reporting and analytics are provided to help organizations gain that full visibility into all of the email channels. It's deployed rapidly, it's really cost-effective, and it ensures that organizations can move to what we call a DMARC enforcement policy really quickly through the use of the user-friendly charts and reporting, as well as the summary daily or weekly reports that allow you to track your progress over time. And when combined with the Mimecast DMARC enforcement capabilities of our email security suite, it can really assist organizations to, to more effectively block impersonation, phishing, and malware attacks. Lakshmi, you work with businesses to get this Mimecast DMARC analyzer into their suite of cyber protections. How are they finding it? You're talking to the clients. What do they think of it? Clients have seen significant benefits. It's not only been able to protect organization and also maintain brand reputation, but it's also been able to assist and help their customers and partners and suppliers because the breach can not just happen within the organization of who the domain owner is, but it can also affect their customers and their suppliers in turn. So that's the biggest advantage of having DMARC in there. Okay, so the key takeaways from this discussion are that the threats are real. It's only a matter of time before your business will be hit by one of these scam attacks. And if you're not prepared, it can be costly. There are things you can do to prevent these types of attacks. And you should check out the Mimecast DMARC Analyzer. Lakshmi, what's the next step in getting Mimecast DMARC Analyzer and how easy is it to implement into your business? We follow a step-by-step process with our clients to make sure that what they're looking for and that DMARC Analyzer can actually deliver what they're looking to achieve from cybersecurity solution perspective. So the next step here is to sit down with our clients and understand their existing challenges and what is it that they're facing on a day-to-day basis. We run demos for our clients where we walk them through how DMARC Analyzer works, what are the benefits for it, and how it can be incorporated in the organization's IT strategy. And following that, we put the right solution in place, assist our clients with implementation. If they do not have in-house skills to do that, the missing link is the extension of the organization's internal IT by successfully implementing it, testing it, and ensure that it's effectively working for the organization. So you just keep it running nice and smoothly for them. That's right. What's important is to have the right implementation for it to do its job appropriately, but also managing it on an ongoing basis. That's critical as well. Well, there you go. Thank you, Lakshmi and Ryan. Some really important info there on implementing the Mimecast DMARC Analyzer. You are listening to part one of our three-part podcast series on cybersecurity, how safe is your business? And coming up in episode two, we take a closer look at email security. An email-born attack, it's a low-risk, high-reward crime, hence why it continues to cause headaches for organizations. And you know, email security is so important because 
it is that gateway or entry point into your organisation. And why do businesses need multiple layers of email security? It takes a lot of time for many businesses to even realise that they've had a breach and by the time they've realised it, there's been a significant compromise that's already happened. More on that coming up in episode two. If you'd like to find out more information from this series, you can access various links and resources in the episode description box located right here on your podcast player. Or you can contact The Missing Link via their website, themissinglink.com.au. You can also subscribe and hear more podcasts from The Missing Link wherever you enjoy your podcasts. This podcast was recorded on the traditional country of the Camaragal people of the Garangai tribe of the Aora Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and elders past, present and emerging.